Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's the economy, stupid. We talk about it all the time. At the end of the day, it is about the economy. That's what makes our life go. We could talk about all the niceties. It's about being kind to one another. It's about love and fluffy punnies. And That's the economy, stupid. As the economy goes, your life feels good. And, and I, I think in reality, most people, up until the wokeness, which has done so much damage to itself, uh, you know, the economy. People really just cared about the economy. Eh, they didn't care who was president. They didn't care about a lot of the other stuff. That power is more about the people in D.C. and at the state and local level. Uh, it's more important to them. Most people just want to be living a good life, left alone. They don't care if there's an R.D. Then politics and pop culture and, and issues uh, came about and government put themselves in situations where they got involved. Uh, and it became, you know, about craziness and chaos and legislating gas stoves and wacky crap like that. But it's the economy. Big report out today because it's inflation time. Up, down, sideways. Here we go. It's a one-tenth of one percent drop month to month in the consumer price index. But economists are pleased to see that it is a drop. Prices between December 2021 and last month are up six and a half percent, led largely by increases in the cost of food and housing. A big contributor to the end-of-year decline was a continuing drop in gasoline prices. Yeah, gas prices kind of stuck, right? Kind of just in this lullish area. But the reality is, is uh, people are going to start looking around going, all right, now what is next, right? What's the Fed going to do? That's always the big thing. It's going to be higher rates. The Fed is watching these reports with great interest, and it is likely to hike interest rates again next month because inflation remains too high. So that makes borrowing more expensive, and we especially see it in credit cards. The average APR for a credit card hit a record 20.4% in 2022. You want to pay those bills quickly. Yeah. So those are like usury rates. Those are the kind of rates where it's like, I'd rather borrow from the guy down the street because while he may try to break my legs, the reality is you guys are mean. Uh, rates high and they're going to be higher because the Fed still isn't seeing what they want, which is they want America to be uncomfortable. They don't want America to be broken and sad and everybody to be fired. But they do want people to worry about their job, and they do want people, in some cases, it sounds awful, lose their job. Oh, it's, not the, it's not the want. It's just what has to happen is you got to sacrifice a few for the many is the way that they look at it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're probably going to raise it a quarter of a point. It's not going to be anything crazy. I don't think they're going to come out and raise it a half point. It's going to be a shock. But it's the economy. It's cooling-ish. And, of course, they'll come out and we'll break it down over the next day or so. And we're going to get too deep in the weeds. And they start taking stuff out like, well, what about the core index? What if we took out the food and fuel? Well, that's all I have. <laughs> yeah, but what about stuff like T-shirts and stuff? Ah, you know, if I, I, I don't factor... The cost of my, you know, a T-shirt into a oh, T-shirt was seven bucks last week. Now it's it's eight. I don't go. Ah, it's crazy. I mean, you know, maybe I guess you could, but I factor in uh, like eggs, for instance. And eggs, there's a weird thing going on with eggs. Have you tried to buy an egg lately? Because some places might only sell you an egg. <laughs> Sorry, all you get's an egg. 
Shoppers at one store in New York reporting a carton of eggs now costs more than $11. Restaurants say they can't keep up. We used to get a case for about $27, and now we're getting them for about $150. It's not just inflation. The worst bird flu outbreak in years has taken a toll on the industry, coupled with high demand during the recent holiday baking season, leading to shortages in some areas. Yeah. Uh, some places uh, around the country are only selling you six eggs. That's all you can get. You can get one of those little styrofoam things uh, that you know used to come with 12. They got small ones, so they're cut in half. They're giving you six. If you can find eggs, bird flu was a big problem there. Uh, yesterday, I'm sitting down. I went down uh, day before. Bought uh, my buddy uh, some lunch, one of my producers. We were down there chatting, and this lady brought in one of those cases of eggs. You know, it's in the cardboard. Not like a dozen eggs, because... It's the little cafe. And I said, man, we should mug her. We could take those eggs and sell them. We can sell them Lucy's. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Egg, egg prices, though, may have gotten to the point, though, where they've peaked. So we could start to slowly see that come down. But that's a little one of those things. You start taking food and f- again, we're taking food and fuel. We're looking at other things. Uh, uh, th- those things, are that, that's what matters. Food and fuel is what we feel. That's what you and I feel. Again, I don't base it on a T-shirt. Well, I bought a T-shirt and it was uh, nine bucks, and it was normally seven. I because if I, you know, it's a T-shirt. I'm buying something. Do I really need a T-shirt? Uh, kind of thing. But that food and fuel. I had to put gas in the car today, and you feel that. It was, uh, you know, two years ago it was two ten. Today it was three ten. I felt that. Better than five bucks, but not where we'd like it to be. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. There are more documents that have been found. Oh, my God. More of them, you say. After that first batch of classified documents was discovered at Biden's office at a Washington think tank last November, his aides decided they had better look at other places where Biden had worked after leaving the Obama administration to make sure nothing else was out there. We now know that sometime after that initial discovery of top secret documents, those aides found another set of classified papers at another location. Yeah. And where do we start? First, let's start in, in, in the fact that the media is bending over backwards to try to explain the difference of why this was bad and that wasn't bad. And, and, and you know, it's just the hilarity of it. We start there. We could start with the fact that they knew about this in November, about a five, six days before the midterms. And lo and behold, it wasn't until CBS was going to report it and started to report it that, boom, this thing came out. Oh, yeah. This is January, for those of you not keeping score. So two months they've known about this. How long they've known about the second documents? How many documents are in there for real? Well, it's about 10. Just about 10? In the first batch, is it about 10? Is it 15? Is it five? It's not 10 and a half. <laughs> I know that. What are these documents? Well, we don't know, nor should we. If they're super top secret. But the media is playing this the role of trying to explain why it's different and why all these things. Here's something else. You were vice president. You don't even have declassification in some of these. You can't even be a vol. And at least President Trump was. Oh, yeah. So there's serious questions. How about we start, too, with Penn, this think tank? Do you see how much money China gave them? 
just throwing it out there that, man, that is a lot of anonymous Chinese donors to the tune of 50 plus million dollars. What? Oh, yeah, that's a bigger story to me. These think tanks are great. We got to get one. I mean, if you're not going to win the lottery tomorrow, because you are not, because I am. But the think tank side of it is is huge. You just get a ton of money and everybody pays everybody and they pay you for access. To, it, it's it's nuts. And the amount of money that goes to colleges across this country from Chinese businesses and anonymous Chinese donors is frightening. They are our number one adversary. Russia is doing what Russia does. We talk about that a little bit later, about what we're going to do with Ukraine and stuff. But the amount of money they throw around is insane. It really is. And as you know, we've talked about it numerous occasions. Do business in China. I've got several buddies who've done business in China. Some of them still do. And the 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 you know, hey, we would like to open up a factory. Fantastic. Give us all of our pl- your plans. Show us the things you're going to do. We're going to go in the other room and photocop of all, all of these. And curiously enough, we're also opening a place very similar to this next door. Have fun with your slave labor. Enjoy it. You're doing business with the communist government. And if you're taking their money, shouldn't we ask more questions about that? Just throwing it out there. But again, go back to more documents. It's not a good look. He knows it's not a good look. The fact that they've known about this for a while and it's just now coming out is not a good look. Uh, and, you know, the cover up is the side of things that they're going to focus on now with Trump because the document side of it, what are you going to say? Because we don't even know what's in any, any of these documents. They're not going to come out and tell us. Well, the reason we're going to prosecute Trump for these documents is because of the nuclear secrets. But they're, they're not telling us what's in these things. So the thought is that now it's going to be about, well, Trump tried to hide and he played fast and loose and he, you know, he's, you know, he ignored them and stuff. OK, fine. But y- you've lost your opportunity to have that moral high ground. Uh, that you were hoping you were going to have. While we don't yet know the exact nature of those documents, the optics are bad, and to be clear, those classified documents were not where they were supposed to be for nearly six years. Such documents are supposed to be kept under very strict guidelines set forth by the Office of National Intelligence. And what do you bet we're going to find out that, hey, you know what, you know, we've overclassified a lot of these things. Even in Trump's case, there's been some overclassification, you know, uh, because there is a lot of that. So, but... Trump was the president. You were the vice president. You got stuff about Ukraine, which, by the way, you were in charge of trying to fix as far as how corrupt they were. Uh, there's a lot of things here that are going to be really you've got some issues that you're going to have to to figure out. And I don't know how you spin it. And the media is trying to figure it out by reporting it and trying not to go, OK, we destroyed Trump on these things. We raided his house. You know, we saw them raid the house. They're all, eh, buttick. How do we? Oh, we got to dance. We got to dance. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Twitter, tweet, text. Are you light? It's a very interesting study that came out on uh, you're underestimating what people think of you after the first time you meet them and how that actually may be harming you. 
talk a bit about that. CEOs are demanding people come back to the office. Why does that matter? It does matter. We touched on it a bit yesterday, but it's very interesting. And guess what? Gen Z doesn't like America. Shocker. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram. Raycon, best earbuds around. Uh, Worked out a little bit yesterday. Had an enjoyable day of fun. uh, Where I only worked a half day, meaning I only worked about 10 hours. And it was great. But I was outside doing a lot of stuff. I was relaxing at some point. I did some stuff and I sat in a jacuzzi. I had my Raycons on. It's just amazing. The sound quality is second to none. And it's great because I had the bubbles on. It was kind of loud. You know, and I didn't hear anything because I had isolation mode on. These are the best earbuds around. They snap on. They never fall out. You can put them through the ringer. It is just incredible. Right now, your everyday earbuds, starting under 100 bucks, you get an extra 15% off, 8 hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life. Get yours now. Start your 23 in a right way, especially if you're working out, you want to listen to that great podcast or whatever. Get yourself Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Fear and white male privilege to me. I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm proud to be a gender. Are you stupid? <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Not a great way to use your white privilege. Some people get it, some people don't. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. ABC News learning what may have caused the catastrophic system failure that led to the first nationwide ground stop of flights since 9-11. A senior official saying it appears to be the result of a mistake made during routine maintenance of a crucial FAA computer system. An engineer apparently replaced one file with another, not realizing the mistake was being made. As the systems began showing problems and ultimately failed, FAA staff feverishly tried to figure out what had gone wrong. Reportedly, the engineer who made the error did not realize what had happened. Uh, it reminds me of that uh, part in the original Ghostbusters. It's like, nothing can go wrong? No, no, no. We're, we're good. We're good. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Well, hold on. What? One thing. Uh, don't cross streams. <laughs> or you could destroy the world. <laughs> like, so, so wait a minute. It was one file. Like that's all it takes. You don't even have to hack it. You pay a guy hundred grand if you want to take the 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 entire system down and say, hey, just move a couple files around. Don't tell anybody to delete some. This thing will go sideways really fast. Now the planes in the air were fine. They were safe. But to know that it was a file now is what they're saying. A file. That's it. It's a file. This guy didn't even know. Well, maybe he should know next time. Hours after that FAA ground stop, Canada's no-temp system also saw outages. 
Officials in Canada don't believe the two outages are connected. The FAA fallout again puts aging air industry technology in the spotlight. Southwest Airlines partly blamed its cancellation of more than 15,000 flights two weeks ago on its own outdated system. Yeah. Go into any governmental office and you will see tons of outdated systems that, uh, in fact, some of them, one of my buddies uh, said, look, some of these things are so old, hacking them is almost virtually impossible. <laughs> I don't even like, it, it's just, it's horrible that we're that poor in our systems. When we talk about infrastructure, these are the things that need to get done as well. It's not just about bridges and roadways. It's about a lot of different things like this. But my goodness, it was a file. Oops, that's a bad one. We moved the file. We got, we should be fine. Being ready to replace the system in the future is fine. But in the meantime, you really have to have backups backing up the backups because that is basically the essence of aviation safety. Yeah. And that's the essence of aviation safety when you're in the air. My buddy Chris, who was a pilot for many years, retired uh, from Virgin and British uh, Airways, uh, back in the day, pre-9-11, I flew in the cockpit a couple times when he was flying the 747s. When we landed, it was incredible. But he would tell me, look, we got backup to backup to backup to backup to backup to backup to backup. So if this doesn't work, we got backup after backup. They apparently did not. <laughs> and yesterday was a nightmare. I had a buddy who his flight was supposed to leave later in the day. But because other planes were supposed to connect and get here, they didn't take off. So they didn't get here. So he had to cancel his flight and go back next week. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A man spent how much money to become a what? We'll talk about that. A lot of other wacky stuff and some serious stuff. It's the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. We're just talking about the gas stove. And now that's the new culture war battle that's going on. You know, they want to get rid of a gas stove. Oh, my goodness. Why would you want to get rid of gas stoves? Is the gas stove in your home a threat to your health? A recent study finds indoor gas stove usage is associated with an increased risk of asthma among children. And the Consumer Product Safety Commission has been considering action on gas stoves for months. Could that include an outright ban? Now. And it's so bizarre because the, the, the people that did the study, uh, super lefties, right? So it's an organization that is, uh, they didn't even do any of their own kind of scientific research. What they did by the looks of it is they went and they took a bunch of other studies that had been done and tried to push it all together. Uh, and it is it is the Mothers Out of Front Sierra Club Rocky Mountain Institute Physicians for Social Responsibility. Mm. Yeah, you go and look at them, and uh, it is uh, they're definitely all left leaning. Okay, so you want to get rid of it based on what? Apparently, it brings 
the potential for asthma in kids as bad as secondhand smoke. It's, you're, you're not getting rid of it. You're not. It's just not going to happen. It's but it's just taken off because it's a great remember so much of what you see both on the left and the right is all about ginning up a base whether to get somebody to read their articles or get somebody to give them money now i'm not saying that if the left in certain areas and some of these people would love to have politicians that had the cojones enough to go and try to get rid of the the gas stove or gas or fossil fuel hell yeah they would they would love somebody to try it but you and I both know that'll never, ever, ever happen. Well, Richard Trumka Jr. is a CPSC commissioner. How big of a danger are gas stoves? Well, I think it's important to see what the science tells us here. We know that nitrogen dioxide and fine particulate matter have been classified as toxic. Breathing them in could lead to a range of illnesses from things like asthma in children to dementia in older adults. Consumers have a choice in the products that they use and keep. And it's really important that they have full information when they make their choices. Are you personally in favor of banning gas stoves? We are not looking to go into anyone's homes and take away items that are already there. We, we don't do that. Uh, if and when we get to regulation on a topic, it's always forward looking. Yeah. Translation. We're not interested in banning gas stoves if you have one. But if you don't have one, well, and you're thinking about purchasing one in the future, we might be interested in that. That's where it comes in. The difference between a ban and a regulation. The ban is in the future. The regulation is in the future. So when people say they're not going to ban stoves, aha, slow down, slow down. Listen to what he said. He just said it's about the future. It's about the future. Now, California might get a hold of this and go, okay, you can have a gas stove, but you have to put this special thing on it, which costs an extra $570. You have to pay an extra $225 a month. And uh, ask a chef, producer Phil, you uh, are a bit of a foodie chef uh, connoisseur, if you will, uh, part-time chef. You guys have no idea his entire, all of his stuff is just all about food. Uh, gas or electric when it comes to which one's better to cook on? Gas all the way. All the way, he said. Before we went to uh, the uh, into the segment, uh, you could guys, you guys will, you guys will get my stove from my cold, dead, bloody hands. Yeah, that's the way people feel about it. Senator Joe Manchin, uh, Democrat from West Virginia, he tweeted, "Quote: The federal government has no business telling American families how to cook their dinner, and the last thing that would ever leave my house is the gas stove we cook on." Also, Congressman Ronnie Jackson, a Republican, he says, quote, if the maniacs in the White House come for my stove, they can pry it from my cold, dead hands. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And people feel very strongly about this issue and they're free to make choices with what they keep in their homes. Yes. But know this. Go look across the country over the last several years where gas stoves have become electric stoves. Uh, or they ban the use of natural gas. There, there's things that they do. So when you're buying something, you know, a new house today uh, in an area, they might say, hey, we don't do, uh, you know, natural gas here. You have to pick electric. Uh, and uh, C.W. Cook out of uh, was it the National Review said you could make the same argument about electric stoves, right? Because the electric stoves kill more, you know, they cause more fires. And, and you're looking for an argument here. And I can make an, a, an argument that, hey, how do you get electricity? 
A vast majority of our electricity is what? Oh, it's coal. That's right. So isn't coal bad, too? I grew up with gas stoves. I don't have asthma. There's kids who've grown up with, with, with electric stoves, and they do have asthma. Oh, how do I extrapolate that? Um, by trying to educate the public on this, we want to make sure people make informed decisions that are right for them. Okay, so a ban on gas stoves that are already in people's homes, that is not on the table. But a ban on the sale of new gas stoves, you're saying that is on the table? Well, we're in the information gathering stage, and, and we want to get that feedback from the public. At that point in regulation, everything's on the table. There you go. That's it. In the future. In the future, we will come and try to take your gas stoves away. Yeah, have fun. Ask a chef what you'd rather cook on. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Guess what, people? This girl feels uh, a certain way about America that apparently a lot of youngsters feel. Hey, America sucks. If you are a woman, if you are a woman, you understand. If you're not, maybe you understand. What is a woman? What is a woman? Yeah, a, woman a woman is a fucking badass. All right. Can you define what a woman is biologically? She's got a pussy. What else do you want me to say? I agree. Fuck America. Fuck Roe versus Wade. America sucks. Move out of the country. Yeah, new survey shows adults 18 to 25 are, guess what, not proud to live in the United States. It's no more in cold salt poll. Only 16% of Gen Z adults say they were proud to live in the U.S. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Millennials, 36. I was shocked by this. 54% by Gen Xers. I'm a Gen Xer. And 73% by percent of baby boomers. But you go even lower down, right? You know, you start talking to some of these kids who are even younger. And they're like, yeah, America sucks. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's just awful. It's just, it's just the worst. Gen Zers have a much lower trust in the U.S. government as a whole than the older generations, according to Morning Consult. Only 38% said they have some or a lot of trust for the government. That's compared to 41% of millennials, 45% of Gen Xers, and 49% of baby boomers. I think what that says, though, where this is where we're all the closest. Everybody looking around? I don't think any of us trust the government. A lot. Isn't it funny when we talk about conspiracy theories, like some things, you know, when we talk about vaccines, right? There's a perfect example because I get more stuff about, oh, look at all the people that are dropping dead and da-da-da, you know, and just like, you can go debunk a lot of stuff. But to say that the government doesn't lie is a lie. <laughs> of course they lie. Ron Funches, the comedian, talked about it all the time, and he put it great. You mean you don't believe in any conspiracy theories? None? You think they're just batting a thousand? He goes, they're, they're, they're basically our parents, and you think they tell us the truth all the time. He goes, I'm in charge of one kid, and I lie to that kid all the time. Yes, they do lie for their own benefit. So we have some issues when it comes to our government. Totally understandable. Now, the gap grows even wider on state and local government levels. Because you're really dealing in many ways. Like, you don't hear a lot of conspiracy theories about local government. Like, I don't know. Because, you know, like, I know that guy. <laughs> I know he's shady. It's a little bit different. Some 
or a lot of trust in state and uh, local government, include 40% of Gen Zers, 48% of Millennials, 52% of Gen Xers, and 61% of Baby Boomers trust local government uh, a little bit more than they do on the larger side of things. But it's a disdain that they have for the United States. I've always said this. It's good. I was blessed. I got a whole new appreciation because I lived in for a decade from, you know, a pretty formative time in my life from about 17 ish, 18 ish, all the way up till about 25, 26 off and on. I spent about a decade or so in Europe, living in Europe, working in Europe, doing. I was blessed to be over there. I traveled a lot. And and, you know, like some people go on two week vacation. I'd be gone for nine months, you know, playing soccer, training, you know, working in radio. I was very blessed to to live live places, pay taxes, see how it was in a formative time and realize that, you know what, uh, I love my country. I did not love my country, but I got an appreciation for all of the things that you wouldn't think about when it comes to your country. And I think a lot of people don't have that sense. You know, and 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 the, and again, it's different than reading something or spending two weeks in a country. It's like, oh, I was in, you know, I went to Rome, and then I went to, you know, to to uh, uh, to Prague, and I spent a couple. It was just beautiful. It was great. And you go there in the summer, and 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 you're on vacation. It's different. Paying taxes, going to work. Just being a part of what an everyday, day-to-day world is like in other places, you get an appreciation of what we have here. You know, the other day we we talked about. Uh, here's a perfect example. We made fun of of uh, Prince Harry, right, and his and his and his wife and the whole nine yards. And we did. I don't have to worry about them taking me off the air. If I'd have done that in England, I'm done. I'm done. I'm in trouble. Even in today's world, that's crazy, right? Absolutely. But it's truthful. You get an appreciation. It's not perfect, America, but it's a damn sight better than anywhere else. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. I do love hearing from all of you. Rough Greens. I give it to my dogs every single day. I think a lot of people go, do you really give it to Doodle? I do give it to Doodle. I'm going to take some new videos with Doodle soon. Uh, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. You guys hear me talk about that. My dogs are little. My mom's dogs are big. They're huge. You know, the smallest one's a St. Bernard. They've got a giant German Shepherd. They have uh, a Burmese Mountain Dog. Big dogs. Huge. And one of the things they all suffered from was allergies. And it's been great since my mom started giving them rough greens. They don't have any issues. They don't have any allergy issues. They got through summer without being, you know, like tearing off part of their skin and having. And no, it was it was amazing. She's like, I can't believe this. It's the things that they can do with rough greens because it's just simple. They have all this amazing stuff put together. And Dr. Dennis Black put this together over a uh, you know, quarter of a century. And it's just sprinkling on top of your dog's food. It's going to bring the nutrients out of your dog's food that aren't being used because it's meant to be on a shelf and it's going to add to it. They're going to love the taste and it's truly amazing. Try it for yourself right now. Get a bag for free. All you have to do, zit, cover the cost of shipping. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. We lost a legend. Straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Hashtag 
and me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help, I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. Jeff Beck was a guitar pioneer. He helped popularize distortion on guitar solos, like with the song Heartful of Soul with the Yardbirds. And he helped turn classical music into iconic rock on his first solo single, Beck's Bolero. An eight-time Grammy winner, Beck was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice with the Yardbirds in solo in 2009. I've been naughty all my life and I don't deserve this. Ranked fifth most influential guitarist of all time by Rolling Stone magazine, Beck just earned another Grammy nod for playing on Ozzy Osbourne's Patient Number no. 9. Jeff Beck, 78. 78 years young uh, or old, really, depending. You know, some guys are still rocking and rolling at that age. Other guys, uh, this guy was still doing it, still out there playing, still rocking, still living his life when he uh, when he bought. But, man, everybody came out of the woodwork to talk about the greatness of him. The biggest names in rock remember in guitar god Jeff Beck, who died Wednesday following a short bout with bacterial meningitis. Collaborator Rod Stewart writes on Twitter that Beck was on another planet, one of the few guitarists that, when playing, would actually listen to him sing and respond. Mick Jagger writes, We have lost a wonderful man and one of the greatest guitar players in the world. And Beck's Yardbirds bandmate Jimmy Page posted on Instagram that Beck could channel music from the ethereal with his unique technique and limitless imagination. Jeff Beck was 78. Yeah, and it's just, it's very interesting. So we, we all know my, you know, I'll be talking about a celebrity, older celebrity, really, you know, and then the next day something happens. I was like, Chad, I was sitting there yesterday and I'm watching this Ronnie James Dio like documentary thing. There's several of them out talking about Dio. If you don't know who Dio is, he started in the band like a uh, band called Elf, thing with the rainbow. And then he was eventually lead singer for I think three albums with Sabbath. Uh, and then he went out on his own, started a band called Dio. And he was looking for new guitarist players, and he looked everywhere. But he, one of the things he wanted, because I want somebody like Beck, right? somebody like Jeff Beck. I want somebody who feels the music, who is not one of these long-haired, you know, kind of, uh, you know, makeup-wearing, you know, running around in, in Hollywood kind of rock star, you know, glam rock. I, I want somebody like that. And he found a guy at Vivian Campbell eventually. But I'm watching him, and then it goes, bing, on my phone. And I look down, I go, Jeff Beck just died. It's like, they're saying this. And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, I had nothing to do with this one. That guy could play, though. Just just a trip. You know, he's like, hey, I'm playing over here. In this hand, I'm playing classical music. In this hand, I'm playing blues. What do you think of that? I think you're a freak. That's what I think. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. We like to bring you stories that are real. We like to bring you stories that matter. You guys know that. You listen to the little dog and pony show that we do here. Uh, this one is spectacular. In a time when you can be anything you want, apparently gender doesn't matter this guy wanted to be a wolf but he didn't want to be a wolf like you know he's not one of these weirdos that wanders around that lady's like i'm a wolf and she's like i know i'm not a wolf but i'm wolf. no this guy wants to be a wolf so he spent twenty three thousand dollars about three million yen to be transformed into the gray furried canine wolf creature that he's always dreamed of. He said, because of my love of animals since childhood and some realistic animal suits appearing on TV, I dreamed one day that I could be one. Well, guess what? (laughs) I am looking at this costume, and it is a trip. So this company, Zepit, put it together. It took them 50 days to make the costume. Uh, And they're, they're famous. They make tons of stuff for TV, uh, for 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 games, films, all kinds of stuff. It's amazing. I'm going to say this right now. Super 
freaky looking awesome. Like, if you were going to go, I mean, you can't tell. Like, I'm like, that's 23 bucks well spent, $23,000 well spent. Like, if you're going to go wacky, he doesn't live like a wolf. He doesn't actually think he's a wolf. But if you want to have a costume, this, I mean, this is not one of those costumes like, that's a night. No, this is one of those things like, how did you get your dog to stand up like that? It is that awesome. 23 grand well spent. That's good. Could have invested in other things, but instead you did the right thing and you built yourself a wolf seat. No, wolf suit. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. Uh, check the podcast out if you don't get the uh, uh, the show. Uh, grab the podcast. Appreciate when you do that. Wherever podcasts available, tune in radio app, uh, Spotify, iHeart, things of that nature. So Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson good news inflation coming down that's a good thing it's always about the economy my friend inflation continuing to come down a bit kind of a skosh i don't even know what it means anymore it means that you're paying about four hundred dollars more on the same goods and services each month that's some relief from the summer when that number was almost 500 well in addition to feeling this inflation in areas like childcare and medical costs dining out americans especially feel it right now at the supermarket yeah so prices are still high there's no doubt about that uh Coming down, cooling, whatever it is, they'll come around with, well, let's talk about it. What's going to happen? You take out the core index of all of these things. What you're going to find is blah, 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 blah. If you don't have fuel consumption or eat any food, things are okay. <laughs> like, who doesn't eat food and need fuel? A bear. <laughs> I'm not a bear. No, you're not. Or are you? Because we're number one with bears in Latvia. That's what I heard. So, uh, I, it is about the economy, and at the end of the day, we're not where the Fed wants us to be. Let me just say that, and that because everybody's the question is going to be, what about rates? What are we going to do with rates? The Fed is watching these reports with great interest, and it is likely to hike interest rates again next month because inflation remains too high. So that makes borrowing more expensive, and we especially see it in credit cards. The average APR for a credit card hit a record twenty point four percent in twenty twenty two. You want to pay those bills quickly? Yeah, because otherwise they're going to. That's what they're doing now. They're just come to your house and break your legs. <laughs> just sure. No, it's, we care about, we're looking at the rates and the Fed's whole thing is to, to get where they want it to get. And I don't know if we're going to get back down to two anytime soon, which is kind of, you know, that's the going acceptable that we have had for decades, uh, you know, rate of inflation, about 2%. To get where they want to get, or at least in that direction, we haven't felt that pain. The pain. What's the pain? People still have jobs. 
You're not worried about losing your job. You're still spending money until there is that sense that you could lose your job tomorrow, not because you're an idiot, but because things are tightening and things are slowing down until there is that. And that we start to see unemployment really start to make a move. We are going to be in a situation where I think we're going to be more stagflation than anything else. And that's, to me, I, I, stagflation is worse. I'd rather be going down, hitting a bottom, turning bottom, turning around, and 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 then making a move than this kind of we're just in an uncomfortable position, and the we're not going to break out of it going up, but we could go down. So it's it feels like we're waiting for something, and that's why stuff like the inflationary you know numbers matter. While they're boring as hell, they are pretty boring, Chad. I will give you that. You and I both know gas for us still too damn high, although the gas and oil business feels like it's starting to boom again. Secondly, uh, you know, the cost of groceries is still ridiculous. It's it is still ridiculous. And and when they take out all of the other stuff, like let's take out fuel and fuel, fuel and food and all that stuff, go back to it, the T-shirt thing. Right. Like I'm not going to go. Well, this thing was eight bucks last month. Now it's nine. I don't. It's a T-shirt. Right. But the certain goods that that we really consume on a daily basis, like food, which is what we're looking at, eggs are through the roof. I mean, you know, it's cheaper to get drugs than it is eggs at this point, partly because of uh, the the situation we had with the bird flu. They got the flu really bad and they they got a shot from Pfizer and it didn't work. (laughs) I don't think that's true, Chad. Uh, But that really hurt. I mean, thank God the gestation period, if you will, the you know, was very quick. Could you imagine if, well, they only give birth once a year for one egg. <laughs> you're like, this is going to take a long time. But you're hearing stories about 12, 15, 18 bucks for a dozen eggs. It's nuts. I mean, unfortunately out here in Phoenix, we haven't felt it as bad. But across the country, you're feeling it. Plus, they talked about, well, it was the holiday season. And I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, people like to bake in the holiday season. That also really put some crunch on it, I guess. But that kind of stuff you feel. That's the pinch you feel. When you go buy a gallon of milk and you're like, this was X and now it's Y, you feel that. When you pass the gas station and you're like, hey, it came down for a while, now it's stagnating again, you feel that. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Uh, your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Not a good look again for Biden. So several things here when it comes to another batch being found. After that first batch of classified documents was discovered at Biden's office at a Washington think tank last November, his aides decided they had better look at other places where Biden had worked after leaving the Obama administration to make sure nothing else was out there. We now know that sometime after that initial discovery of top secret documents, those aides found another set of classified papers at another location. Yeah, so another classified set, and there's going to be a lot of stuff that is going to be said over the next couple of days that the media is going to, and I'm talking about the establishment media, takeaway journalism, the establishment media, watching them uh, bend over backwards to try to differentiate this from Trump. Now they're just at the point, well, Trump was all about obstruction, not having classified. First, Trump was the executive. 
for that, he has absolute power to declassify anything. Just, well, there's a chance, there's a pro, there's nothing in writing. So if you want to get it in writing now, go ahead. But he could. So it'd be tough to ever go after him and say, well, you know, these things are here, there, you know. But it was the obstruction. Biden, on the other hand, you, you didn't have that kind of power. And you've got stuff that you shouldn't have. We don't know what any of these things are. We don't even know how many they are. But in a time when you're out there hammering Trump, this isn't a good look. Plus, this happened right before the midterms. You want to know why people that we just did a thing, why people don't trust the government, you know, Gen Z and everything. You want to know why people these are the kind of things right here where they go, I find stuff to be suspicious. You knew about this. Uh, you're talking about being transparent. And yet this happened in before the midterms, about five to seven days before they found all this stuff out. And now you're coming out with it. Why? Why now? Why two months later? You wonder why people will say, I find it be suspicious. And would you have ever brought it up even had, had CBS not reported it? While we don't yet know the exact nature of those documents, the optics are bad. And to be clear, those classified documents were not where they were supposed to be for nearly six years. Such documents are supposed to be kept under very strict guidelines set forth by the Office of National Intelligence. Yeah. So, and some of them at dealings, I guess, with Ukraine and a few other things. We don't know what's in them. I mean, again, all of them, by the way, they could be double, triple, super, quadruple secret. And all of these documents can be completely overclassified, which is a problem in the government. On on all sides. Again, for Trump, it's the... The cover-up now is the thing that they're focusing on, not so much the the documents. That's kind of gone out the window. Could you imagine today if they go and they arrest Trump and they want to prosecute him for having these documents and they don't do that to Biden? A, what that looks like is, is it, it would be a nightmare, and they know that. So that's kind of gone out the window. And I bet if we went to all these presidents and we look through some of their stuff, we probably find stuff that they shouldn't have. And I think a vast majority of it's probably, ah, you know, I had a bunch of stuff in my office. They packed up my office. Eh, oh, you know. Still, though, the optics, not a good look, kids. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram. I found this to be interesting. Maybe you don't. Well, you know what? <laughs> On you. <clears throat> War game simulations find China failing to invade Taiwan at a huge cost to all, including the United States and Japan. So they did this big war game center for strategic and international studies, CSIS, uh, DC based think tank and man, think tanks, huge money there. Uh, they brought together all these experts and predicted the outcomes. They looked at all this stuff. They put it all together, you know, extrapolated from the computer, blah, 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 spits it out. And what did they find? Uh, in the 24 war game simulations that they did, they found that China experienced the most casualties, suffering about 10,000 troop deaths, about 155 combat aircraft, 138 major ships, and imprisonment of about 30,000 Chinese survivors on the island. Such a failure 
as well as counter-attack damages in mainland territories could destabilize the ruling Communist Party. But that being said, it would be not a great thing for us. Taiwan would lose about 1,100 troops, as well as all of its destroyers and warships. Japan's acting U.S. base and reinforcement is bound to lose 112 aircrafts, 26 warships. The U.S. could lose 3,200 troops, uh, 270 aircrafts, and 17 warships. That could damage the U.S. position globally for years. Uh, it would be a win for the U.S., but at what cost? Because, as they've pointed out here, there is no Ukrainian model in a situation like this. So where you see what's going on with Ukraine. In the end, China loses the most, but there's damage across the board. Everybody's like, well, why don't they just blow it up? It's not the goal. That's like blowing up Puerto Rico or Hawaii. That's not the goal of this thing for them. It's to reunify them and to, to bring them back into the fold, as they already see. It's the little brother that went away, and they want him back. And he's like, I was adopted, and I want nothing to do with you guys. I found my real family, and it ain't you. Oh. You don't want to blow it up. They want it back. And their strategic importance in Taiwan, in particular with the chips and a lot of the other stuff, and so they want it back in the fold. Because they see if they get that back in the fold long term, it means more power for them in theory. But based on this, and I'm sure they've got models that played this out over and over again as well, saying, eh, guys, it doesn't look good for us. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. We're going to do a little What's Trending straight ahead. My pillow has Giza Dream Sheets available right now for you at the incredibly low, low price of $29.98 while quantities last. Incredibly cool when you sleep in them. Not just cool as an A, like Fonzie cool, like when you slide in, they sleep comfortable, they sleep cool, it's like sliding into a million bucks. Long staple cotton grown in one area in the Mediterranean, absolutely fantastic. You will love these sheets. Tons of colors and styles to choose from, and how about this? One year limited warranty? Yeah, but... 68 money back guarantee. If you don't like them, you send them back. Oh, that's pretty cool, Chad. Uh, tons of different discounts on all of the MyPillow products, but $29.98 right now for the Giza Dream Sheets. Get yours by going to MyPillow.com and on your way out. Make sure you use code Benson to save big. MyPillow.com, code Benson. MyPillow.com, code Benson. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Hanky Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending. Show a little back here. So we should add. Trending still. Uh, great. Jeff Beck died yesterday. Uh, guitar legend, almost 80 years old. Uh, had a, uh, a bout with uh, meningitis and eventually cost him his life. Uh, a lot of people searching him. FAA outage. Yeah, huge search yesterday. 
Uh, Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, announces she's pregnant but plans to return uh, to tennis and to whine about everything uh, in 2024. She'll be back for that. Ooh, that's not very nice yet. Uh, Tajana Paditz, if you don't know who she is, uh, people my age will remember she was one of the four super hot, sexy, beautiful supermodels in the maybe one of the first German supermodels back in the you know, late 80s, early 90s. And she starred in a ton of videos, including Freedom with, uh, you know, that uh, George Michael character. She passed away yesterday, 56 years old, breast cancer. PSG, which is a soccer team trending big time. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge in her Golden Globes speech. Uh, Universal Studios is going to have a theme park in Frisco. How about that? What? Yeah. Head on over to the magical world of Twitter. And it is a lot of, well, it's just a lot of politics. FAA, obviously, from what happened yesterday. Biden, Biden crime family, uh, CPI, which is, of course, the uh, inflationary numbers that have come out. A lot of people looking at that. Uh, Sam Bankman Freed, who is in, he's starting to let people in on his, his defense of all the money that he stole as in die was uh, the market's fault because if it didn't suck i could still do this george santos you guys don't know who he is he's the liar from new york uh, which is the person who is a congressman who lied about everything and you know now his constituents but also his donors people are saying you need to step down and uh, he can't even ask questions about just about anything at this point in time. It, it is amazing. Uh, so people people want a refund, if you will. Should have a voter refund. Wouldn't that be funny if we have a voter refund where you could go back and say six months or a year and say, you know, I'm not happy with what's going on. I'd like a voter refund on this. I voted for this person and uh, they're crap. Oh, Chad, they give you that opportunity. Yeah, but it takes a while, right? It takes a while to get that stuff back. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Do you have a liking problem? We're going to talk about that. Also, good news when it comes to cancer and survival rates. Actually, huge news when it comes to that. Plus, uh, this is my favorite. Car salespeople, telemarketers. In between them is members of one house. We discussed that as well. A lot of stuff to get to. This is the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Inflation numbers, uh, better, I guess, than they expected. 
better report about what they expected. But at the end of the day, the Fed, what are they going to do? That's the question people look at. Why? You buy houses, you buy cars, you have a credit card debt. Those things matter because when they raise rates, it gets more expensive to borrow money. I think this report shows us that we're trending in the right direction, but the Fed's job is not done yet. They still want inflation to be at that magical 2% number. So we're still looking at a more aggressive Fed. We're still looking at more interest rate hikes to come as they try to wrap their arms around high inflation. Yeah, which is uh, Alexis uh, Christophorus uh, talking about. You can wrap your hands around it, your head around it. I think what they what they want is people to worry about their jobs, unemployment to go up, so people start tightening their belt, so spending money comes. You know, really, you're thinking about what you're spending your money on. And and with that comes a slowdown in the economy where they can hopefully see the the pressure of purchasing things and a limited number of goods. Uh, people aren't buying them. So those prices come down, et cetera, et cetera. It's just hard in a time when you still have supply chain issues and several other factors to go into this, including a bizarre employment world where there's 10 million jobs. We've got more people employed than ever yet. We've got men that aren't working, and it's just, it's it's a weird time. Better, I guess. I don't feel as negative as I did last year, but I've always said, and, and you know, what is it? The, is it the second Monday or the, uh, you know, or, or it's the second Tuesday, you know, after President's Day is, the, you know, the day that people say is like the most depressing day because that's the realization that man summers are far way away and Memorial Day's a long way off and bills are really starting to hit now and now you're through that first portion of the year where everything's fresh and new and you're hoping to turn it around that's when you get a sense of what we're going to look like in 2023 I think stagnation, at least this first half of the year, is mostly what we're going to get. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Great news in the world of cancer. Cancer death rate since 1991 has fallen significantly. Encouraging news from the American Cancer Society. A new report showing cancer deaths continue to drop down 33% since 1991. Big progress in battling cervical cancer thanks to the rollout of the HPV vaccine. Cases in women 20 to 24 down 65% between 2012 and 2019. But more work to be done to fight prostate cancer with cases rising 3% over a five-year period and incidences of prostate cancer two to three times higher in black men than any other group. Uh, Racism. Chad, it's not racism. Just letting you guys know. Uh, and I'm sure they'll figure that out. Why? Why is that? Is it a lack of testing? Is it a lack of access? Some people say. Is it? There's there's probably several things. You know, people just don't go in and get tested. Uh, but you're talking, listen to that for a second. When I was a kid growing up, I'm 52. I'm older, but I'm not old. You know, there were things back in the day you didn't talk about, right? Like when somebody was getting divorced, the D word. And cancer was the C word. We the C word something different now. That was whispered amongst adults. Because when you got it, man, it was ugh, many places. It was a death sentence. Even when you caught it. And even if you survived, it was going to be tough. And 
33 percent since 1991 it has gone down and they had made strides up until then that's huge a lot of it has to do with testing getting at it early obviously medical technology and where we're going is tremendous understanding you know what we put in our body uh can affect there's a lot of things but it's crazy when you when you sit here and you know it's like every day we hear stories like you know if you eat that you know you're more susceptible to cancer uh, but i also think we're just we're healthier modern technology has given us an opportunity to be healthier longer uh, that's a huge thing i do think we you know our diet is a big issue i mean diabetes you go look at diabetes that those numbers are up but it, it is it is amazing to see the strides we amaze and when you go look at childhood cancer like leukemia in particular, the survival rates through the roof. It is it is tremendous. Uh, the technology, the things that we've done, the way that we've made strides, and so much of it, again, is the early detection of things and being aware of that. That is massive. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Nurses, speaking of medical. Doctors and nurses. Number one, when it comes to who we like and how we rate them in ethics in the United States of America. Yep, nurses are number one, followed by doctors. That's uh, huge. By the way, 2001, from 1999-2001 is when they started doing a lot of this stuff. Firefighters are in a 90% rating. And it was the only appearance on the list in the wake of the 9-11 attacks. And I'm like, why wouldn't firefighters be on the list? Are they not ethical? Do we not believe their job is tough? Uh, but this is the way you look at the breaks down. Uh, how we think of them as honesty and ethics. Uh, very high, 29% for nurses. 50% as high. 70% average and the low of, of like, you know, 2 3%. It's nothing. Medical doctor, 70%. 45% in the, in the high category, 28% at average. Pharmacists, high school teachers, police officers actually make an appearance. Clergy, judges, accountants, labor union leaders, bankers. You guys see where I'm going with this? Real estate agents, lawyers, journalists. That is not a good thing if you're a journalist. All the way down here, advertising practitioners. I'm a practitioner of the advertising. Oh, really? Business executives? Car salespeople? Members of Congress? <laughs> Members of Congress, low, 37%. Very low, 25%. Only just pipping telemarketers. Clergy high school uh, teachers and police got a little bit of a bump. But it is very interesting when you start breaking it down. Yes, partisan differences in the views of ethics ratings. Oh. So both sides give nurses, uh, you know, you know, 86 to 76. High school teachers. High school teachers is interesting. 73% Democrats tends to be uh, a Democrat thing right teaching education 37 percent for republicans medical doctors 73 percent for democrats 54 percent for the likes of republicans the difference about 19 percent then you get to journalist 
And by the way, journalists didn't get a 50% anywhere. 41% of Democrats gave journalists a, a, a good rating as opposed to 9% of Republicans, a 32-point difference right there. Only high school teachers had a bigger difference. Oh. Well, what did the Republicans like more than the Democrats? Only looks like when you go around here, looks it's it's <laughs> accountants was about dead even, 42 to 40. Republicans give it a little bit of advantage. But police officers, 24% difference there. Democrats hold a positive view, 38% versus the Republicans, a 62% difference and clergy as well outside of that telemarketers uh we all don't like members of congress uh pretty much the exact same so it's very interesting here but when it comes to journalism and it comes to high school teachers uh we see different on these things 323-538-2423 at chad benson show is your twitter tweet at us text the program and look i understand why people don't trust anybody in congress I understand that. I look around and I get it. I mean, you know, George Santos. Really? Guys, dudes, like, like, what do you do with a guy like that? If you're Kevin McCarthy, you, you get rid of him. I mean, you, you, what in God's name? How did you get elected? Because you lied to people. And there's a difference between going out and you, and, you, and you give the plot and say, I'm going to do everything I can to make your life easier and better. And I'm going to give you this and I'm going to bring you that. And we all know that you're BSing. This guy, was he lied about stuff that was insane. It's no wonder nobody trusts any of these people. You, you go and look at the news every day and it's like, this guy over here is bad, right? So you go over and you, you know, yeah, yeah, it looks bad. And then all of a sudden you find out, well, hold on a second. It's been twisted. So the journalism, we don't trust you guys because you guys are lying to us. And his colleagues uh, are the people that are working, you know, in the same area as him, but they work for a different colored team, blue or red. Uh, they're on the blue side or the red side. They're lying about it. We don't trust because it's so, it's hard to trust. I can see why nobody gives them a high rating. They don't deserve a high rating. They don't. And when you're considering that most telemarketers are machines now, what does that say about you? Oh, yeah. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your uh, Twitter, your Instagram, uh, and all of the other things. My buddy, Zach Amram, you know, we're just talking about what? We were talking about, Yeah. The craziness of inflation and where things are going. What are you doing with your retirement? The market. I don't know what's going to do this year. It's going to be wild. We're talking about it on Monday. How wild this thing is probably going to be. You want to have a successful retirement. You're either heading towards it. You're in it now and you're a little worried. Or you're just starting to get going. Why don't you talk to somebody who can help you? That is Board Capital, Zach Abraham. Uh, they have a podcast called Know Your Risk Radio. But they also do tons of free live webinars. They want to show you what it is that they do they're going to explore all of the stuff that is available to you out there in the world and why theirs is different their whole thing their core strategy when it comes to success in the process they use is let's protect your portfolio against loss but let's also give you upside potential which is hard to do when you're trying to do one 
especially protecting the loss, because usually you take away any upside. They have tons of live webinars, and they'd love to speak with you. You can go to knowyourriskradio.com to learn how Bulwark Capital's risk management strategy can protect your portfolio. You're going to see all their performances, uh, not only last year, but previous years, and they're really transparent on what they do. Space is limited. They fill it fast. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advisory services offered through Trek Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is the Chad Benson Show. Deep states? Uh, no. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. Apparently Biden's documents were found in the garage, the second batch. How many of them? Who knows? In the garage, huh? Were they in a special box, hidden away? You take it very seriously. I know you do. So amazing. Uh, Jonathan Turley's got a great article in the New York Post about don't buy his. I'm surprised. Apparently, these classified documents were moved at least two times. Oh, that's not good. No, no. Sure, over the coming days, the spin will begin. And how will that look? Because remember, when the media spins or doesn't cover something, a lot of times... They're not covering it or 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 paying attention to it, if you will, the way that you want them to, because it's egg on their face. It's egg on their face because they've pushed a narrative. They've done something. Washington Post came out with an article Tuesday, I think, that the study was in and and all of the information is that the Russian bots and all of those things that took place under, you know, when Trump was running and da-da-da, had zero effect on the 2016 election. Zero effect. Zero. Oh. Yeah. Had no effect. Because when they looked at it, they're like, look, 99% of the people that are looking at these things, these memes or whatever, they're Trump supporters or they're Hillary supporters, but most of them are Trump supporters. So you saying something, you're not swaying them. They're already voting in a certain direction. Zero supporters. Zero, zero percent, really, as far as anything that took place that could have changed something dramatically. Not covered. Harvard Penn Research says... People like you more than you think. According to a new study, latest study, kids, uh, we always talk about what? You never get a second chance to make a first impression. According to research from Harvard University and the University of Pennsylvania, leadership coaching company Better Up, they found that many adults, so you meet somebody for the first time. We're not talking about a date. Let's just say your coworkers, people you might work with in the future. Uh, you know, date can be, but, but, but. You meet somebody and you underestimate how much they like you. Adults routinely underestimate how much others like them. Especially when working in small teams and group settings. Researchers have dubbed this the phenomenon, the liking gap, and said it could be holding you back more than you think. There's a connection between how much people think their coworkers like them and how much uh, and how they will perform in their job duty. And the impacts are much greater than people realize, according to Erica Boothby. Uh, she says, hey, if you think you're well-liked around the office, you're more likely to do what? Give honest feedback about teammates. 
helping your team communicate more effectively and better performing and stepping up. Oh, yeah, I could see that. If you think that people don't like you, you're probably less apt to think that they want to work with you, get involved in situations. I could totally see that situation. Yeah. And they say, well, you think for a second that maybe they didn't like you. They're also probably thinking, ah, that guy probably doesn't want to work with me. You know, and and I, I, I can understand that. And there are people out there who just don't care. I don't care if you like me or not. Right. But she says, you know, she met with a research partner one time and she was talking about collaborating and, you know, she nervously played back the conversation in her mind. She said, ah, man, they really wanted to work together. But she said, you know, I don't think she does. And her husband says she totally does. I bet. And she thought to myself, wait a minute, this is this is data I could use. What's real? And we all do that. We all think that person doesn't like us. Uh, you know, oh, that person didn't like me. They didn't like my presentation and they didn't like any, you know, and like if you suck at something, that may be true. <laughs> but we overestimate how much somebody maybe doesn't like the work we're doing because and maybe maybe it isn't great, but they're not. They, they kind of like us. They want to give us feedback or they're afraid you're not. This is where honesty comes in. So one of the things she says is take action. All right. So you get coffee with the new uh, co-worker. You've got a production conversation, but you think you never hear back from him. You know what? Don't play the game of chicken. Reach out. Follow through. Make your message clear. If you have a positive interaction with someone, tell them so, especially in the workplace. Telling a colleague, hey, you know what? I enjoyed meeting with you. I'd like to work with you in the future. Little things. Take the bull by the horns, essentially. But stop thinking that they don't like you. In some cases, they may not like you. But I'd rather know that than think that and then find out, eh, no, they did like me. I know most of you don't like me, and I'm okay with that. I still get paid. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show your Twitter. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You know, it's funny when I look and see what's going on at uh, the airport yesterday with how bad the system can fall out of place, how wonky it can be. It just shows you, you know, we're sitting here talking and we'll touch a little bit more on it about like the gas stoves and electric stoves and the battle of this and that. It, it makes me laugh. Uh, we still, I mean, you know, what caused yesterday's nightmare at the airports? I had several friends who were en route to places. Some of them, they didn't bother them at all. Some of them, they weren't scheduled to later, but because everything went south during the morning, their day was completely flipped upside down. Uh, it was it was a nightmare, but it shows you how antiquated our systems are. It's not hard to destroy our systems. 
Which also makes me think it's not hard to destroy anybody else's systems. Because the one thing I know about government, if we don't have to do it today, if it's absolutely positively not necessary, then don't do it. Just we'll kick it down the, 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 the road a little bit. ABC News learning what may have caused the catastrophic system failure that led to the first nationwide ground stop of flights since 9-11. A senior official saying it appears to be the result of a mistake made during routine maintenance of a crucial FAA computer system. An engineer apparently replaced one file with another, not realizing the mistake was being made. As the systems began showing problems and ultimately failed, FAA staff feverishly tried to figure out what had gone wrong. Reportedly, the engineer who made the error did not realize what had happened. I mean, don't you find that amazing? You don't have to hack into our systems. Just pay some engineer a couple hundred grand on the side somewhere to replace a single file for it to go sideways and go down. It wasn't just us. Hours after that FAA ground stop, Canada's no-temp system also saw outages. Officials in Canada don't believe the two outages are connected. The FAA fallout again puts aging air industry technology in the spotlight. Southwest Airlines partly blamed its cancellation of more than 15,000 flights two weeks ago on its own outdated system. And you, we've talked about that uh, how many times? Uh, about how horrible these systems are. And like I said yesterday, DMV is the perfect example. Go to a DMV, go to your Department of Motor Vehicles and see the systems they use, how many of them are new. It it, it shouldn't, this should be something, you know, we talk about infrastructure. 30, 40, 50 years ago, infrastructure was, we're building highways, we're building, infrastructure today is as much about the electronics and the systems we use as anything else. And because, and this is the other thing, think about this for a second. We, you and I and everybody else, we get new phones, maybe normal people every two, three years, some people all the time. By the time you get that phone out of that box and it's crispy, you're like, oh, it's so much better than my other phone, which is a cheap piece of crap, which by the way, your other phone is so amazing. It's a computer that is 10 times more powerful than what we went to the moon on the first time. And you get it and you're like, that thing is already antiquated. Think about how old our systems are right now. Think about that. Think about how old those systems are. And uh, just, you know, because everybody, the first thing comes to mind, it's a hack. But based on the fact that it's a singular file, it doesn't seem too hard. I mean, if I'm sitting there going, man, we could easily take down, not take down the airplanes. Just stop everything in its tracks. You don't have to. Take the airplane down, which is an awful thought. You can just stop everything from happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, think about that. We're just stopped you guys from doing stuff. I I couldn't even imagine what in today's world that would look like if our infrastructure when it comes to our electricity went down. Because we we are not prepared for that stuff. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter uh, tweet text uh, all of the things. Guess what? <sighs> they found more stuff, Joe. 
No word yet on where the latest documents were found or how many there were. The House Oversight Committee is vowing to investigate. Its chairman is demanding to see the documents. Some Democrats also critical of the president. The White House says unlike the Mar-a-Lago case, as soon as Biden's lawyers found the first batch of documents, they alerted the National Archives, which told the Justice Department, which has now launched a review. Another batch of goodies, Joe. Another batch. That is interesting. And this one wasn't at the Penn think tank, the Biden Penn think tank, which, by the way, there's a lot of stuff to look into the think tank. Think tanks are today's money grab for all of these former presidents and 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 movers and shakers. You set up a think tank, you court money from foreign governments and businesses and they pour it in there and you know i think if i'm correct penn in the two years that think tank was there before he ran for president think about this they brought in about 31 million dollars from foreign governments and and whatnot they brought in almost a hundred million in those two years Because of that think tank. Hmm. That's curious. And we said yesterday he got about a million bucks to have, what, 12 appearances? If that, those aren't speeches. Those are just appearances. What else is going on over there? But I digress. This had nothing to do with that place. Totally different place they found these things. Sources say the additional documents were found at a different location from the office where the initial records were discovered from Biden's time as vice president. Lawmakers are now demanding answers and calling on the Justice Department to take action. The White House has not yet commented on the second set of documents. Sources tell ABC News the original batch contained vice presidential briefs about foreign countries and some were marked top secret. And we've talked about this, uh, the overclassification of everything and then some. Uh, is is a big issue as well. It, the the media covering it, and we've talked about the biasness and, and stuff, but uh, so many of the questions I see being answered right now, I mean, being asked right now, is by the technical, you know, what we would call the, the original big, you know, ABCs, NBCs, CBS kind of things. And, and, the, and number one is because the narrative of Trump has all this stuff starts to die down. And starts to become have less teeth when your guy who is, you know, uh, let's remind you how serious he takes all of these things. Remember that? I take these things very, very seriously. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol when I... The four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they found some documents in a box, in a locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. Yeah. Right. And that was from the other day. And people have serious questions now in the media. The fact that they're that, you know, the CSN, the CNN, the MSNBCs are asking serious questions. The 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 going from, oh, it's no big deal to, well, well, this might be a deal is happening faster, I think. And the other question is. Wait a minute here. You guys were hammering Trump 
And you knew in November that there had been documents found. Oh, you're screaming about all kinds of stuff when it comes to Trump. Yet at the same time, you knew while you're saying that and doing that. And this is the hypocrisy of government, right? It's the it's the whole, you know, let he who has no sin cast the first stone scenario. You guys are out there throwing stones, knowing you have the sins out there that are eventually going to come out. And that's why people get pissed. Totally understanding. Totally I think if you don't do that, it just reinforces the narrative that the media, by the way, you can't find this story anywhere really but on Fox. Morning, noon, and night, we heard about the raid on Merlago and all kind of stuff about the classified information uh, in the hands of President Trump and his team. You can't even find this uh, on most networks. So uh, the idea of prosecuting President Trump for mishandling classified information after this has gone down dramatically. Yeah, tremendously. And we've talked about it. It's not the the handling of it. It's the the blocking access and the games that he played that that has, you know, it's always the cover up, right, that we talk about. But that being said, it's a serious issue. If it's a serious issue for Trump, it should be a serious issue for you. And if we're going to other places and finding stuff, well, that's an issue as well. Now, I don't know what's in any of these things. And that includes Trump stuff. I've said this all along, could be super top secret stuff, or it could be realistically a lot of stuff that was marked double secret, top secret, probation. But now the narrative is dying down as far as Trump and classified documentation, where it is now, well, it's about obstruction. Or it's it is funny the way that the media could change things. But the media, I, I, I'll go against Lindsey Graham. They've been on this because they're starting to look like uh, they got some egg on their face. And on top of that, uh, the screaming of transparency that this president has done. Why are you transparent only when what CBS broke the story? Oh, hmm. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet text. A lot of things to get to. Uh, we're trying to squeeze them all in. Gas stoves. Should we get rid of them? The evil of gas stoves. We'll talk about that. Are you a lucky girl syndrome type person? What is that? Talk a bit about that as well. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. All this incredible stuff rolled into this amazing supplement you give your dog. And it is incredible. It's going to help your dog with energy, vitality. It's going to give your dog a better digestive tract. It's going to help with their skin and allergy problems. And if they're getting older, right, they got some hip pain, they've got some joint pain, you watch what happens when you give them this. I've been giving my dog Doodle this for well over four years now. Alive, well, happy, bouncy. I love it. Try it for yourself by doing this. Cover the cost of shipping. They send you a bag for free. It is that simple. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Get your free bag of the best thing that I've done for my dogs, Rough Greens. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. When they're going to be deployed, we don't know. Maybe a couple of months. Where, we don't know exactly. And they're actually keeping the shipment uh, a major secret because they're concerned the Russians might try to attack it uh, once it comes into Ukraine. 
Yeah, that's right. We're going to be training Ukrainians on the Patriot missiles, and we're doing it where? Here, our soil. How crazy is that? Uh, I think people are at the point now where they're not really thinking he is going to launch any nuclear uh, weapons anytime soon, but uh, they are doing it. They're going to train Ukrainian military personnel on all of these things like the Patriot missile, uh, several other things, and they're going to do it here. The fighting over there has not gone anywhere. It's brutal. It's awful. It's nasty. Uh, already, they're having to reevacuate some towns. Uh, it is, you know, I saw somebody the other day said it is World War One at this point, not even World War Two. More than anything, this is about morale, it seems, for the Russians. And that's why they put forth this Wagner Group. The Wagner Group is uh, a mercenary group, sort of like Blackwater in the U.S., but much larger. Uh, we're hearing reports that that is a significant proportion of the fighting personnel in that area right now and they are making some significant gains they are apparently they are uh, ferocious fighters yeah and ferocious they are uh, guns for hire but unlike you know the 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 you you look at the the Blackwater group which which got a lot of bad press as it should for some of the things it did it it, it was more about going in and stabilizing these guys are not so much about stabilizing as so much as being unsettling and going in and fighting we are hearing that the fighting in Solidar and in Bakhmut is ferocious um, also hearing anecdotally that there are lots of wounded and they're considering actually moving back some of the um, triage centers for those wounded. Yeah, so it's going to get ugly before it gets better. The, the fact that we're going to train them on our soil. Uh, if you read a lot of stuff, you know, people are saying that Russia is going to be a rogue state. I think Ian Bremmer and his group uh, are talking about that. I've heard several other, uh, you know, geopolitical hacks that I listen to. I joke because we're all hacks in some way, shape or form. But they all feel that this is this is a time uh, that Russia has pushed in all of of their 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 hand here their chips and they're going to go for it and it's funny that a couple of russian professors that that I've you know watching youtube talk about stuff they they said the greatest thing that this guy has done is he's made everybody think he is this massive evil genius when really he's more or less a bully and many people think, oh, he's he's playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers, which I think we've all been uh, guilty of at times when really he's a poker player and he's a go for broke poker player and he doesn't have the hand he needs and he's starting to get desperate and he's starting to sweat. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Damar Hamlin back home in Buffalo at his house after going from Cincinnati and the the hospital there to a cardiac uh, hospital and facility in Buffalo for a couple days. And now he is back home at his house. Obviously grateful first and foremost that he's home and uh, with his parents and and his brother, which is great. Um, I'm sure it's felt like a long time since he's been able to be home. Yeah, so uh, that's good news. And the question is, you know, uh, as I've been asking, is when is he going to come back? 
Now, people are going to say, oh, he's not going to come back. No, I do believe he's going to come back. I think he's an athlete. I think if there's not structural damage, I think he's going to make a return. Will it be this year? Probably not. But, man, could you imagine if they made it to the Super Bowl and he was part of the 53-man roster, even if he doesn't get in for a play? Right? It's a Willis Reed, you know, broken, you know, foot. That's Kobe Bryant taking the free throw with a torn Achilles. That's that kind of scenario. Kurt Gibson coming off the the bench for the Dodgers. That's that kind of play. We'll leave it up to him. You know, his health is first and foremost on our mind as far as his situation goes. And then uh, when he feels ready, um, you know, we welcome him back as uh, as he feels ready. Yeah, I think he'll be back sooner rather than later, at least in the facility. 323-538-2423. Are you lucky girl syndrome ass? Talk about that. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I love California. I think God hates California right now. I kid. It's ugly, ugly there, though. The rains. I was showing my wife last night the 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 storms that are rolling in right now. And you can take the little the the map of 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 the uh, of like the storms at sea. And you can go all the way out, and it goes all the way to Japan. It is just one after another, after another, after another, and it is coming in, and it's going to get harder and harder and harder. It is uh, frightening. I think we need help. My family needs help. I have a nine-year-old baby, my grandson. Nobody has called not the city, Red Cross. Nobody has helped us, and it's hard. Yeah, you know, uh, some of the people who've lost loved ones in in this situation, a little kid that was swept out to, uh, I guess, uh, see, it's just the, 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 uh, we joke all the time about nature messing you up. And usually it's people who do something completely stupid, right? And, and they're surprised. Like I tried to pet the bear and the bear ate me. Well, that's a you problem. You're an idiot. Nature will mess you up. This is nature doing what nature can do. I mean, that's why I was saying, oh, the world's coming to an end. And da, da, da. Nature will decide when nature's done with us. And this is just ferocious. You know what else is terrifying? <laughs> the stupidity of California. And I'm looking at you guys, and this is why you should worry, because I, I, I still, and I've said it, I do believe still it's going to be DeSantis, and I think it's going to be uh, Gavin Newsom uh, against each other for president. Could be wrong, been wrong to before. Uh, at least if you had to handicap me and say, what's the handicap today? I'm going to give it, you know, two to one over here for DeSantis and maybe five to one uh, for, for Gavin Newsom. Uh, but it's early days. It's early days. That being said, California's insanity of regulatory stuff, they had a huge surplus, and we'll touch on that a little bit more tomorrow. That's all gone. You know, they, they where'd all that money go? But just to show you the insanity of their woke, wild craziness, all this rain they're getting, there's no reservoirs. I think it was 2006, they passed this massive uh, bond to start building some reservoirs to capture all this 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 water and all this stuff. And they have times like this. And in fact, they've had enough rain in the last couple of days that it could have uh, essentially the northern California, about nine million people could have had water for a year 
without the worry of anything. All that billions, none of it's been spent. None of it. They've never broken ground on any of it because it's stuck in regulatory, uh, you know, limbo as everything else does, like the fast choo-choo train. Know that that's what government and big government can do. And so that's why you guys should be scared when they're talking about a governor for running to be uh, president, especially a governor from California. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. We're obsessed with murders in this country. We are. We're obsessed with murders. That's why CSI and NCIS, but the datelines and the 2020s and all of these things are huge. And what took place in Idaho uh, was on everybody's mind. Now we've got one. And this time it's another situation where a person believed that I think they thought, well, I could get away with murder. No. First of all, you're an idiot. So mark that off. Mark that off. The, 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 uh, okay, of all the things that, that, that might help you, idiot is not one of them. And this guy in Massachusetts who allegedly killed his wife, and I say allegedly because while there's no body, the circumstantial evidence is pretty great. Police say Walsh waited two days to report his wife missing after her employer in Washington, D.C. alerted police that she hadn't shown up for work. There's no way Anna would abandon her children or her job. Friends say Anna was planning to permanently move to D.C. with the couple's three sons. She could not wait for her children to be here with her. In June of last year, Walsh filed a statement praising her husband's character after he was convicted of art fraud. The statement was sent from her Washington address. Yeah, yeah. So he was convicted of art fraud. He was selling Andy Warhol paintings uh, for $100,000, I think, on eBay or something. This guy's an idiot. Uh, to say the least, and uh, definitely was uh, punching above his weight class when it came to uh, looks. And uh, she disappeared, waited a couple days, finally called. He's under house arrest. He's only supposed to be gone from the house two times a day. Take the kids to school, pick the kids up. That's it. That's it. But he disappeared, went to Home Depot, purchased about $500 worth of cleaning goods. On the Google. Google's Stuff like how to, depo- how to dispose of a 115-pound body. She's 115 pounds. Earlier this week, police say they found a bloody knife during a search of the couple's home. They're also investigating a bloody hacksaw and rug found at a nearby trash facility. Yeah. And uh, normally it's virtually impossible to convict somebody of murder with no body. But uh, I think circumstantial evidence here is pointing to this idiot did it. Uh, and he's got issues and has had issues in the past when it comes to being a little bit angry. Prosecutors say after his father's death, Walsh broke into his home and destroyed his father's will before selling off valuable assets. In a legal battle over that will, a family friend described Walsh as a sociopath who's at times very angry and physically violent. Yeah. And you could tell by where they lived that uh, she's, I think she was a successful realtor at one time, that there, you know, in the art world that he lived in, he he liked the lavish lifestyle and he liked to feel like he was part of that. Uh, He's going to go to a jail for a very long time. And based on all of this, uh, this feels very premeditated. And they look at the significant other for a reason. They do. Because 99 times out of 100, it is a boyfriend, it is a husband, uh, you know, it is it is a loved one like that, uh, an ex because of that. It's harder when you have a situation like what took place in Idaho. 
Because there was no rhyme, no reason. And speaking of that, uh, back to court. 28-year-old Brian Koberger is said to be back in court on Thursday for a status conference one day after classes at the University of Idaho resumed for undergraduate students. Koberger has yet to enter a plea for the charges against him as he's still waiting to learn whether prosecutors will seek the death penalty. With classes restarting, a university spokesman said there's a general feeling of relief now that a suspect has been arrested. Yeah. Yeah, I think most people uh, around there feel that way because, you know, if you hadn't arrested somebody and had a suspect, the reality is, is it'd be tough for kids to be going to school back there, especially young women in particular, uh, even though he killed a guy, to send your kid back off to a place where there was somebody who murdered four people and they had zero suspects whatsoever. And it looked like the you know that Barney Fife and them were 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 jacking the pooch on this one. Well, lo and behold, now I think people are breathing a sigh of relief. And I saw somebody today that that is, you know, because he's getting his PhD in you know criminal psychology and all of these things, and the the lady was trying to defend it, saying, "Look, he didn't go to school to figure out the perfect murder." And and that's not what they teach you know in these classes. Now, I. I beg to differ on that with this guy. I think this guy, his obsession and his his weirdness, he went to and gravitated toward this because that's what he was obsessed with. I don't think the people that go into it and go to you know go to take criminology courses and 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 psychology courses and all of these. I don't think they go to it to to figure out how to cre- create the perfect murder. I think this guy though. Definitely gravitated towards that because of his obsession with serial killers and crime and that kind of stuff. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet, text, love hearing from all of you. Guess what, kids? Big report out today about inflation. You know, we'll break it down for you uh, much more tomorrow because, you know, that you have to get into it. The CPI and then we have to strip the index and we look at these kind of things. Here's one thing I know. Eggs. Expensive. Shoppers at one store in New York reporting a carton of eggs now costs more than $11. Restaurants say they can't keep up. We used to get a case for about $27, and now we're getting them for about $150. It's not just inflation. The worst bird flu outbreak in years has taken a toll on the industry, coupled with high demand during the recent holiday baking season, leading to shortages in some areas. So when Grandma was making your cookies and stuff, understand this. There was a reason that she wanted to charge you for those cookies that were going up. Now, we're blessed here in Arizona. We, While egg prices have gone up, we haven't had a horrific issues with with eggs. But I've talked to some friends in, in you know, the eastern part of the country, and they're like, it's ridiculous. And now they're only selling them at times in the six-pack. So you used to be able to get those 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 styrofoam cartons with 12 or whatever you buy. Uh, but now they come in, and now they're only giving them out in the six-pack because they're so damn expensive. Good news, though. Good news. The Agriculture Department says bird flu has reduced the egg-laying hen population by more than 40 million. The good news is some experts believe egg prices may have peaked, but they're expected to remain high through spring. Here's one thing, though. I mean, we're lucky because they can produce, you know, like if you have chickens, 
they produce chickens rather fast. I know because I used to have a bunch because it was easier for me because I'm going to say this is going to sound awful. Uh, my lizards enjoy chickens. And so having chicks to give to the smaller lizard, I know it sounds ah, it's horrible. It's kind of they're fuzzy and cute, but then they get ugly and old. And uh, the, the reality is, thank God they don't have like, it's like a seven month gestation period. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Ted Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Better help. This portion of the program is brought to you by Better Help. Are you struggling? Right? You know, it's a new year, new you. You're trying to figure out how to navigate this stuff. You've had issues over the last several months and you wanted to talk to somebody. You didn't have anybody to talk to. Getting in to see somebody to talk about it. Whether you were trying to figure out, you know, a change in direction in your life and you're looking for somebody to help you make the you know, with decision making process, uh, you know, and give you the groundwork for that. Or maybe like my family, you needed somebody to talk to. People were going through tough times, especially kids with COVID and and my daughter who struggles with with autism. Uh, this was a perfect opportunity to do everything online, right? Comfort of your own home. And it has been a game changer for us. And I know BetterHelp can help you. Over 3 million people they have placed with licensed and vetted professionals. And they can help you. Save the time. Save the wacky driving from here to there. Trying to get, you know, fit in around somebody's schedule. They work within yours. And it's been amazing. Go to better. H-E-L-P.com slash Benson. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. Today, you're going to save 10% on your first month. It is so affordable, and it's all done online. From your home, no waiting rooms, no traffic. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. Wrap it up. Straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. I genuinely consider myself one of the luckiest people I know. Like, I get the most insane opportunities thrown at me out of nowhere. Literally no better way to explain it than, like, it feels like the odds are completely in my favor. I've thought about this and talked about it with friends before and, be, and like, asked myself, like, I wonder why this always happens to me. I'm not exactly sure at what point this started for me, but ever since I can remember, I have always made it a point to tell everyone I am so lucky. I just always expect great things to happen to me, and so they do. That is a TikToker who's got a lot of followers. Uh, white girl lucky syndrome. That's what I call it. It's any girl lucky syndrome. It's called white girl lucky syndrome. Uh, she has got it. It used to be called the secret, right? Uh, look, power, positive thought. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a huge believer in that. I've, I set my goals, power, positive thought. There's, this, though, is just the millennial way of saying, I believe in the secret. But like, oh, my God, it's totally different. And it takes way longer to get to the point. And I know there's going to be someone in the comments who's like, well, that just opens more room for disappointment. Because if something doesn't go your way, then like you're going to be disappointed. Well, no, because nothing ever doesn't go my way. And like if it doesn't go the exact way that I wanted to go, then something better comes up after it. And the thing is, it wasn't until I genuinely believed that great things just happened to me out of nowhere that things literally started flying at my face like i'm not kidding yeah and i'm just gonna say this uh she's beautiful and i could tell that only beautiful people can date her because who are also vapid and soulless <laughs> because listening to her and seeing the amount of hell that uh your life would be uh, would be just 
too much for any sane, normal person. She continues, though, on her white girl lucky syndrome. Chad, it's just called lucky girl syndrome. I know. I like to throw race into everything. I'm constantly saying great things are always happening to me unexpectedly. I say this like on a regular basis. I'm like, oh, my God, great things are always happening to me unexpectedly. And I believe it when I say it. So I think that also plays a huge role. Being quite honest, I don't even think the phrase nothing ever works out for me has ever come out of my mouth. And I wouldn't even call this like toxic positivity because I genuinely believe that like the best things just happen to me no one that i hate more than those people who are like yeah but i'm a realist like get the f out of my face like cool that's probably why your life is literally going like so trust me when i say this try being delusional for a month and tell me if your life doesn't change do you guys feel lucky <laughs> again it's uh, like everything harder i work luckier I get luck is a huge thing yes of course universe speak it in you know speak good things out good good things back all of those things to me i believe all that stuff it's just funny listening to I love when another generation finds something and like if you've ever seen The Secret, Rhonda Byrne, I've read the book, I've seen some of the stuff. I look again, I, I, I prescribe to a lot of that stuff. I think the reality is, is, is you know, uh, you, you put things out there, you, you get things back. The difference, though, that I find is it's a they seem to be like, oh, my God, like when I was a kid and like, did you guys know about this? Oh, you did. Fantastic. Why did you tell me about it? They're just like, no, we were the ones to find it. That's why it's called Lucky Girl Syndrome. I'm just saying, uh, Chad. 323-538-2423, at Chad Menson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the things. Yesterday, I'm so I worked my, my, my half day, as I called yesterday, which is what it was comparatively to normal. I was supposed to be uh, taking place in the uh, waste management media so Waste Management uh, hosts what they call the People's Tournament here in uh, Phoenix. It is the largest golf tournament, period. Now, the Masters are bigger than all of them, but nothing competes size-wise, the amount of people. There will be almost a million people in four days. It is insane. It blows Coachella out of the water. I was supposed to be at the media day yesterday. Something happened, and they screwed up. So I had a half day because they'd already filled uh, my, my – the person was going to come in, was already set to come in. So they said, I have a half day. So I went home, and I'm watching television. I'm watching this great documentary about Ronnie James Dio, and he was talking about the guitar player that he was looking for. And he was trying to craft it when he put Dio together after he left Elf and Rainbow and, and, and Black Sabbath, and he wanted somebody like this guy. Jeff Beck was a guitar pioneer. He helped popularize distortion on guitar solos, like with the song Heartful of Soul with the Yardbirds. And he helped turn classical music into iconic rock on his first solo single, Beck's Bolero. An eight-time Grammy winner, Beck was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice with the Yardbirds and Solo in 2009. I've been naughty all my life and I don't deserve this. Ranked fifth most influential guitarist of all time by Rolling Stone magazine, Beck just earned another Grammy nod for playing on Ozzy Osbourne's Patient No. 9. Jeff Beck, 78. Yeah, he passed away, uh, lived a good life, but it was just, it was so weird. I'm watching it, and within two seconds of him saying that, up pops the legendary guitarist Jeff Beck had passed away. And it, it was very interesting, because then you start going down that rabbit hole, and and I was talking to a buddy today, uh, in the local show here, and he's just like, who's a guitarist, and he's really into music, he's like, he just can't play that music. That guy, that was like, he was doing, you know, he's playing blues, and there's classical music, and I mean, it, the things that he did, uh, legendary, to say the least. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet, text, love hearing from all of you. Solid fun show, as always. We got you over that hump, and as usual, we got you through today's show, which means we'll do it again tomorrow. You guys have a blessed 
rest of your gorgeous, amazing day. And if you're in a situation where you're getting bombarded by rain, watch out, kids. Do what you can to stay dry. We'll do it again tomorrow. I see you over that Friday. Stop hiding. I see you. I see you. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.